A From Dublin to Cleveland production. Hello and welcome to From Dublin to Cleveland. I am Logan Howard, uh, the Cleveland half of From Dublin to Cleveland, and I am joined as always, the Dublin half, Brendan Thomas Merritt. How's it going, Brendan? Life is good. Life is really, really great. Who can complain on a beautiful day like this? Well, I can if I lose today's game. Yes. <laughs> Episode 37 is uh, is the one today, which feels like it's been a long time since we did the first episode where I mispronounced your name. So uh, here, here's... Uh... <laughs> Brendan Marriman. Still never met him. Cheers. <laughs> well anyway or uh let's get into our episode today if you watched last week's podcast you will know that you'll see that this is a part two um and hopefully that meant you've you've actually listened to the previous one if you have not please listen to part one um and part one we had a we had a, a a 20 question game of who am i um, and Brendan had a, a character from the Bible, um, and I had 20 questions to find out who it was. Um, I'm not going to spoil it. If you, have, um, if you haven't listened to that yet, go listen to it now. Um, and I got it in 16 questions. So today, Brendan's job is to beat that. He is, he is trying to get it in less than 16 questions. So we'll see how, we'll see how it goes. Um, with that, I will uh, I'll turn it over to him with his uh, his first of twenty questions. <laughs> I'm visibly shaking. I'm terrified. <laughs> <laughs> of course, they have to be yes or no I questions. I do want to uh, remind everyone of that. <laughs> <laughs> like, tell me the name of your person. <laughs> oh gosh! All right. <laughs> Is your chosen person a hero or a villain? That's not a yes or no question. Sorry. Whoops. Well, answer me. Stress is getting to him already. We haven't even started. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> Is your chosen person a Bible hero? Uh, no, they are not a Bible hero. Oh, notice how he said the word "they" people. He didn't even guilt the sex. This was good. <laughs> <clears throat> Is your person in the Old Testament only? Yes, they are only in the Old Testament. Okay, that gives me about ten thousand names to choose from. This is God making progress, people. <laughs> is your chosen person a woman? No, they are not a woman. Okay, now you see, people, if he had said yes, the answer would either have been Italia or Jezebel. What Logan has done is he's made this significantly more complicated than it had to be. <laughs> is your chosen person in the first five books of the Bible? The Pentateuch, or however that's pronounced. No, they are not in the first five books of the Bible. Okay, guys. So what Logan has said is that this person did not live between creation week and about 2000 
BC. So uh, that just gives me another 2,000 years worth of human beings to choose from. This is called difficult. <laughs> um, was this person an Israelite? No, they are not an Israelite. Was this person a king? This person was a king. Was this person supernatural, as in a Nephilim or Giborim? Well, say not entirely human. Um, no, they were... No. Mm -mm. Not that I know of. Okay, so they were human. Okay, so it's not like Agar Bashan, then. Was this person Babylonian? Uh, no. They were not Babylonian. Dang it. It's not Nebuchadnezzar, then. Was this person Persian? Uh, no. They were not Persian. I kind of want to just like ask about all the nations, <laughs> but if I start going through all of them, I'm going to run out of questions. <laughs> Did this person live in the days of King David? Um, no, they did not live in the king in the days of King David. He's halfway there, folks. Halfway there. Oh, shut up, please! <laughs> no pressure on me. <laughs> this is hard. Did this person live during the days of the? Israelite monarchy. So basically, you know, first kings, second kings, first chronicles, second chronicles. Um so are you saying after David? Is that what you're asking? Basically, yeah, so basically from King Solomon up to the fall of Jerusalem to the Babylonian invasion. Okay, so like any any king that Israel has ever had, is that what you're asking? In the old Testament? Yeah, so from Solomon up until the fall of Jerusalem when Babylon invaded. Okay, so if you're saying from Solomon to the fall is no. My goodness. I do feel like I need to correct the David question. Um not okay. that not that it's that it's not 100% he could have been alive, it's just not I I don't know. It does it they they don't the, the stories don't align. So, I don't know. It, that might help. That might not help. I don't. I don't know. So he could have been alive up to that point today, for David. We just don't know for definite. Yeah, we just don't know for sure. Yeah, well, then I won't ask if it was Goliath, which is my next question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you basically anything left me Joshua, Judges, Ruth. First time. Is that a question? <laughs> <laughs> no, that is. If, if you've answered me correctly, that should be a that should be a given. Um, okay, so an evil king he may possibly be alive in the days of King David. He's not as well. You have a couple questions to play with yet, so if you want to narrow it down a little more, you can. Why don't you suggest questions to me that will help me get the answer? <laughs> We just talked about this last week. <laughs> this part, the person? 
No, 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 no. I was just saying we just talked about being uh, being innocent as dove and crafty as snakes. So the answer is no, I'm not going to give you any hope. Because <laughs> you're, you're very close. I will say that. Yeah, not so far about saying he's innocent as a dove. I said you're close. You've, you've almost got it. You just need a couple clarifying questions. Yeah, well, like... Well, like 20 seconds ago, I was in First Samuel, and now I'm in First Kings, and David's just about to croak. So, uh, <laughs> don't patronize me, but tell me how close I am. You don't know what book the Bible is. <laughs> is this evil, non-Israelite king's death recorded in the Bible? Um, yes. Yes, it is. Have you ever had a friend that you loved really, really much, but if you find out that they were all of a sudden struggled with leprosy and made in first time. You wouldn't really care. Not one of my 20 questions, by the way, just hypothetically. No, no, I've never had that feeling. Oh. <laughs> oh, you're so violent, you know? You're so violent. You've got plenty of time. Just You've got all the time in the world. Don't patronize me. <laughs> I'm looking at my clock here in the minutes, just picking up. <laughs> this video will need serious editing afterwards. <laughs> was this king alive in the days of the judges? Like the Buga judges? Um, ugh, that's a. Uh, I don't think so. And I think for for helping's sake, I think the answer is no, definitively. Okay. Okay. Okay, well, if he's not in Judges, and there are no kings mentioned in Ruth, well, it's got to be early for Samuel, because you didn't know he was a contemporary of David or not. And he's not alive during the monarchy, so I'm looking for a king who died, presumably, in first time. I'm going to assume that wasn't a question, and I'm not going to answer it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going by what you've already said. <laughs> oh my goodness. No, calm yourself down. Oh my goodness. Relax the cacks. I might know who it is. <laughs> Don't get too excited yet, though. Hold on. Calm yourself. Just relax, everybody. Calm down. <laughs> what is his name? Where is he? Everybody chill. Everybody hold the phone. If you have your phone right now, I want you to hold it and be praying for Brendan that he will solve this. <laughs> A gag of the frickin' Amalekites. Bingo! Yes, you got it! <laughs> all right he got it in 13 13 questions everybody 13 questions <laughs> oh. i've changed my teeth because i'm sweating so much the poor man's gonna have to go into therapy after this Oh my goodness. <laughs> I think he might possibly be a gibberim. I think when you said no to being a gibberim and Nephilim, you're wrong. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> no, we have no reason to believe he was. But I think he was. I think you were conning me. My goodness. 
But praise um, be to Jesus. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it was everybody holding their phone and praying for you in the future. They they were they just knew it. They were just exactly. praying for you to get the answer. <laughs> uh, I've done for it too. I've gone to watch like movies and then like you know even though the movies are removed, like you know, praying the heroes all win at the end. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yes, yes. So That's let's rough. get into our That's Bible time, which will be in in First uh, Samuel fifteen. So uh, let's go there. Um, so <laughs> as we're in First Samuel fifteen, um, we're talking about Saul sparing King Agag. So Saul's job was to wipe out, um, wipe wipe out the Amaleks, wipe them from the face of the earth, kill all of them, kill every animal, every person. Um, and you know, that, that can get a little, um, a little icky for us as Christians. Cause we can be like, how would God, how, how could God ever say that he needs to wipe out a whole nation? Um, but it's God's judgment. God's in control. God's the ruler of all. And so what he says, we are to obey no matter what, whether we think it's, um, it can be hard or difficult or anything like that. We're to obey. So that's exactly what Saul was supposed to do. He was supposed to obey to what God had told him to do, what, Samuel had told him to do. And so he's supposed to do this and he goes and of course he doesn't he doesn't keep his promise. He spares King Agag, he spares a bunch of uh the best of sheep, the oxen, the fatlings, the lambs and all that was good and was unwilling to utterly destroy them. Everything despised and worthless they were uh but everything despised and worthless they were utterly destroyed. So he only picked the best of things. He did not pick any of the bad things. He just kept all the good things um and uh we would easily say that they um that he was being you know sympathetic he was being caring for people but again he was told to do uh his job and he did not he did not do what god told him to do um so then we have samuel who has to show up and basically take the kingship from saul and saying that god will not be blessing you anymore, that your blessing has been removed um, because you did not listen. And so, um, and, you know, Samuel says this in verse 17 that says, when, when you were little in your own eyes, were you not head of the tribe of Israel and did not the Lord anoint you king over Israel? Now the Lord sent you on a mission and said, go and utterly destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they are consumed. Why did you not obey the voice of the Lord? Why did you swoop down on the spoil and do evil in the sight of the Lord? And of course, Saul says that he did obey the voice of the Lord, gone on the mission, um, and he, he brought back Agag, the Amalekites, and have utterly destroyed all the Amalekites. But the people took the plunder. The people did it. It wasn't me. Somebody else did it, always blaming somebody else. Um, and so he blames them for what he's done. And of course, Samuel has to say, no, it wasn't. It wasn't you. You you've been hiding it multiple times now. You said that the bleeding of sheep was not you, and eventually Samuel has to take out. Uh, he ends up killing Agag in in whatever prison they had him uh, captured in, and uh, hacks him to pieces. And uh, but unfortunately, in that time, Agag eventually goes on to be um, related to and. So he he ends up Agag 
is related to Haman, of course, that uh, we all know from the Bible, who uh, it was Mordecai's mortal enemy and tried to kill all the Jews later on in the Bible. So the consequences of his actions of Saul not eliminating um, this this group of people eventually led to what could have been the end of the Jews as a people. But again, God is gracious. God was protecting them both then mm. and in, in that story and the one later on. Um, but the story, the point is when God asks us to obey things, we're supposed to obey. When God says that we're not supposed to um, be caught up in the sins of this world, when we're supposed to uh, not be living for the world, guess what? We're supposed to obey that. We're supposed to live that way. Um, and so as you go throughout this week, um, work on that. Work on making sure that are you actually obeying God or are you just pretending to obey God? Are you pretending to follow his commandments and follow what he does? Are you actually living for him? Are you actually following him? Um, and there's plenty other we could talk about. I'm sure Brendan will get into more as we as we talk about the story. Um, but I guess for my my topic is just I want you to think about how how is your obedience? How are you obeying God? Are you following him or are you being disobedient? Um, and so... So I want you to work on that this week and think about that. Okay, Brendan, what do you have to add to this uh, this passage of scripture? Yeah, I was kind of hoping you didn't know about the connection between King Agag and Haman Uvestor. That was supposed to be my ah moment. <laughs> <laughs> Screw your biblical literacy. Uh, <laughs> what I would say is if we look at from verse eight onwards. It says he took Agag, king of the Amalekites, alive, and all his people he destroyed. He took the best of the sheep and cattle, the fat calves and lamb. He only killed the animals um, that were weak. So he would later say, oh, he took the best of the best. But yeah, so he killed the worst and kind of kept the best of the best for himself. And then verse 12 is the important one. He set up a monument in his own honor. Saul was a coward. Most of what he did was filtered either through the demons whispering to him and possessing him, or his paranoia of those under him. But there was also a great degree of hubris here as well, of arrogance of setting up a monument, or perhaps even an idol, to himself. And what I would say to each of you listening is don't permit or tolerate any evil in your life so much as it is to do with you. King Agag wanted Israel dead. His forefathers did in the days of their deliverance from Egypt, and so did he. That Saul chose to keep someone alive who literally wanted him dead is illogical and makes no sense. So maybe in your life, maybe you're tolerating porn, or depression, or a bad attitude, or toxic relationships, or occult practices, Ouija boards, magic crystals, or whatever, um, dream catchers, 
But there are spirits behind these things. They're fallen. They're ugly. Colossians tells us that Jesus put them to shame when he was in Hades. Probably, you know, melted their skin. Little bits are falling off. They war with the heavenly host. So they're missing limbs. They spend 6,000 years in eternity time separated from God the Father, who is life. They're rotting. They're disgusting. They're filthy. They're the reasons diseases exist. Why would you permit that in your life? Why would you give that room in your home, in your bedroom, in your heart, in your mind? It is the most illogical thing in the world. So, rather than being like Saul, identifying that something is toxic, or a killer, or wicked, and giving it room, make a decision today to eject it, to kick it out. Maybe it's pride, maybe you've got a big ego, maybe it's an evil spirit, maybe it's something that's opening portals, doors and windows to the demonic. Be holy as your father's holy. His Holy Spirit lives within you. You were made righteous through Jesus Christ. So don't tolerate something defiling in a place that should be righteous. It's like in the temple that Solomon built, full of gold, cedar wood, and bronze. There were times when Israel fell into sin, and they filled it with statues to demonic gods. The entire picture is abominable. False gods in God's temple? Well, you are the temple of Holy Spirit, so why would you put something in there that shouldn't be? That is the reason Jesus Christ died on the cross in the first place. So, be hardline at sin. Don't tolerate in your life. Don't give it a place. Don't make excuses for it. Show it the door. Tell it to go. Break the addiction. How? You stop. <laughs> and then you just say, Holy Spirit, I need strength in this area. God, give me the grace to overcome. And he will. And sometimes you'll mess up, but you straight away say, I stand on the cross of Jesus. I stand on the power of the blood. Holy Spirit is within me. They are my three greatest truths. And everything else comes second to that by an impassable margin. Amen. Here endeth the lecture. <laughs> and the rest. Amen indeed. All right. Well, if you want to get a hold of us, let us know how you did on the uh, Who Am I quiz. Um, maybe you got it in less questions than either Brendan or I did. Um, we would love to hear about it. Uh, we might have to have you on the podcast so you can do your own. Um, Brendan and I will choose one, and then you'll have to have you come on and uh, <laughs> torture you um, just to see if you actually are as good as you say you are. But um, you can send us an email at from Dublin to Cleveland. Uh, at gmail.com you can leave us a comment in the youtube page uh or youtube video you can find us on facebook at from dublin to cleveland um and i'm sure you'll be able to find us on twitter shortly so uh any any words of encouragement wisdom or anything you'd like to send us on our way with brendan just a word of embarrassment i don't even think i follow us on facebook <laughs> So I'm going to get on that. Join me in doing so, people. 
<laughs> follow us as we follow Christ. And follow our advice as we ourselves do. <laughs> uh, indeed, indeed. All right, you will hear from us shortly. You follow uh, us. You all follow me. And, yeah. Uh, you can rectify this. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so we will we'll hear you'll hear from us soon next week. So have a good week, everybody, and goodbye. Bye, friends.